welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Face Fitness and Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert. And ladies, today you are in for a treat because we are talking about pursuing the impossible, experiencing the miraculous by fully embracing who you are in Christ. And the reason this conversation is so important is because when you have definitive action steps that support your mission for impact, that is when you truly step into your greatest potential of growth and your ability to scale your business. And Judy Weber is an expert at this. So I'm going to defer the intro to the next segment, but I wanted to set it up and let you know that this was pre-recorded, but you are in for such a trait. I can't wait to hear from you and let me know what your biggest takeaways were from this particular episode. So grab your notepad or use your iPhone notes and let's dive into this episode. <laughs> Here we are live, yay! Welcome, welcome. Ladies, as you are joining us, we are talking today about pursuing the impossible, experiencing the miraculous by fully embracing who you are in Christ. I'm Rebecca Tabert, my friend and sister in Christ, Judy Weber. We'll get to introductions in a second, but let's talk about the reason why this topic is so important is because... Ladies, you were created on purpose for a unique and greater purpose. And the birthright that you were given includes living an abundant life. And also, we get to do our part, right, Judy? We yes. We active participants in being able to discover, develop, and deploy in service to others in a way that honors God. And that last tidbit, the develop, deploy, is something I just recently picked up from Myron Goldman, and I love it. Mm. Uh, and as a result of listening today, what I and Judy want you to walk away from this next 40 minutes or so is that as a result, you will be inspired, encouraged, and have definitive action steps that support your mission and impact as you grow and scale your business. So my amazing friend, Judy Webber, we'll talk more about her story in just a second, but this is one of the topics that she is super passionate about. So again, pursuing the impossible by and experiencing the miraculous by fully embracing who you are in Christ. And I'll give her a proper introduction in just a moment, but let's make sure that you, the listener, are in the right place. So if you are a Christian woman of faith on a mission to create an impact that glorifies God's work in and through you and the calling that he has placed on your life, and if you would love to create wealth and abundance as a result of living that out, then you are in the right place and you must listen to today's live. For those of you that don't know me, I am Rebecca Taber, and I developed the Kingdom Fit Method to help, I should say, with God's work in and through me, 100%, um, developed the Kingdom Fit Method to help Christian women, entrepreneurs, and executives go from feeling uncomfortable in your body and kind of shrinking back, playing smaller than what you know you're called to play, and move from there to having a rocking body radiating a, a amazing confidence that empowers you to show up even more boldly in your personal and professional life. I'm also the host of the Faith and Fitness Freedom podcast and community group. And the reason I mentioned that to you is that 
Because as a woman who also left a successful corporate career to pursue God's calling, I have found massive freedom in business as well. And so, of course, being in this space for 13 years as an entrepreneur, it is an, a super top, passionate topic of mine as well. And I want other women to stick with it, right? Yes. Hang in there for whatever God, if God has called you to business, there is a reason you've been called to business. And that's where Judy Weber comes in. This is her gifts, uh, skill set. This is her gifting to talk about growing and scaling your business. So Judy Weber is her a living example of building a phenomenal career as a corporate and trial attorney to then leaving that all behind for an even greater and more meaningful impact. Judy is setting the gold standard in business coaching for Christian women, teaching them how to stop, step confidently into their CEO role and think strategically, act courageously, and speak with authority. Judy helps Christian female CEOs build and scale their business with simplicity using her proven joyful scaling method. Not only that, but Judy is also the host of another podcast, which I had the honor of being part of as well. And this podcast, ladies, I promise you, you know, guys, I love podcasts and I, Judy's is one of my favorites and it's Joyful Scaling Podcast. So again, as a result of our conversation today, our goal is that you will be inspired, encouraged, and have definitive action steps. So this isn't just listen and take it all in. Judy is going to help you create what is the one simple like next step based on a couple of topics that we have for you today. Fair enough? Sound good, Judy? So far? Yes, let's go. <laughs> Let's invite God in really quickly. Father God, thank you so much for just this time we have together. Father God, we ask for just um, your anointing in this conversation. Father God, let our words be spoken that are meant to be spoken um, according to your will, your ways. Father God, let every woman that is meant to hear this message today, stop, pause and catch the attention of this, whether it be live as we are today or on replay, or maybe it's even three months from now on one of our podcasts, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you let her hear exactly what she needs to be to hear um, through our words. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. And then really quickly, Judy, just in case somebody can't hang out for the entire 38, 40 minutes with us today, I do want to make sure they know how to reach you. And we talked about the, uh, you have this amazing free tool to help them get started. And that is the ultimate scaling um, guide. And so I'll pop a link below, but it is just at judyweber.co, which is yes. really simple. I'm just saying it slowly so that it comes out correctly, judyweber.co. And then you'll be given the opportunity to enter your email. And then with that guide, it's gonna walk you through how to create exponential growth to design the framework and the strategy that bet best fits your business to scale. Yes. Yes. All yes. Right. Download it. It's a, if I can just say one more thing, it's workbook style. So I give you the strategy and then I give you the questions to think through to make that work for you. So go ahead and download yes. that. You are going to love it. Yes. Perfect. So Judy, before we dive in, I think that it would be really helpful for people to have kind of a high level overview of what your experience was in 
I, my word is always corporate, but in that, uh, as you grew and scaled as a lawyer, a trial lawyer and a corporate lawyer, and what prompted you to decide to kind of leave that behind? I love your story. And I know we want to really focus on others, but I think that if we can summarize that. It yeah. Just, you know why I'm laughing? Cause it's like, I could take the whole half an hour on that crazy story, but I know <laughs> it's but very, very briefly, um, you know, you're looking, ladies, at a girl, a, a poor girl. My parents had no money. Dad was a factory worker. Mom stayed home. I'm one of six children. But ever since I can remember, I had big dreams. Like I used to say, hey, mom, I, I'm meant for do, doing something really big in the world. She's like, yes, dear. You know, like yeah. smart. And but really, what can you do? Because this look where we live, you know. But yeah. so anyway, long story short. Yes, I went to law school at the age of 26. Long story as to how I got there. Check out my podcast for more specifics. But yeah. what's really neat is I thought that when I would become a lawyer, especially a trial lawyer and doing right. important things, right? I mean, I went to be a lawyer to right wrongs. That was my goal. And I got in there and I saw how things really worked. There was discrimination. There was, um, you know, corruption. Like I actually saw it. I mean, it was just, yeah. you know. And so before long, I realized, ooh, I don't know if this is what I'm meant to do. Like this doesn't feel like forever. Anyway, right. got pregnant in my first year. Ever since then was off the partnership track, not because of them necessarily, but also because of me. I said, thank you, God, I'm pregnant. This is the most precious gift ever. Right. And anyway, so through the years, then I went in-house as corporate counsel and director of HR. I missed the trial practice, but didn't miss the BS. I loved right. being in-house, but my twin sister approached me to go into business. And we always wanted to go into business together. That was back in 2016 or 17. We yeah. worked together. It didn't work out. Anyway, long story short, 2019, the summer of that, I'm sitting on my couch. I spent literally the summer with the Bible and this notebook in my lap saying, yeah. Lord, what am I doing? What do you yeah. have for me? And he downloaded for me lots of stuff, not the least of which is the joyful scaling method that we may talk about today. So right. I'm here to tell you that my life mantra is pursue the impossible, not because I've always done it intentionally. Now I do. But as I look back at my life, I'm like, I've done things that, you know, girls like me shouldn't have done. Basically. Right. And so I am, I'm never one to accept the victim mentality. I could have played the victim, right. but I never took that. And even though my mom was very negative, I will say that. Right. I always had this positivity and I'm like, no, I'm going places and nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. I think that's so, and we don't have that on the scale on the, I, was, I think I wanted to say uh, schedule, but I think it's so important to, to notice what happened because I truly know firsthand that not only in my own story, in your story, but in the story that I've been honored to hear of so many women, mm -hmm. it is always 100% what we choose to do in response to our circumstance or in response to events that have taken place in our life. It, it comes down to the meaning that we choose to give it mm -hmm. and how we choose to respond to it. And I think that's so critically important for women to understand whether it be in health and wellness or in business in order to, it's like you said to me earlier, um, or actually maybe you didn't say this one to me. Maybe it was from you um, listening to your podcast yesterday about where we are is the result of the thoughts that we've had to date. And you That's and I- That's exactly what I was gonna say, yes. On the same page when it comes to that. Yes, our thoughts have led us to where we are in life, in business, in fitness, whatever it is. And yeah. think about that, ladies. So like for me, I'll be the first to admit, I need Rebecca. 
because my health is not great. I don't take care of myself like I should. But think about that. Why? Because I know Rebecca's great at it. And I know when I'm ready, which I should be now, I will go to Rebecca. But here's the thing. My thought is I don't have time, which I know is baloney. Or my thought is, um, you know, oh, I just, I'm too busy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%, which might be, we might be kind of preluding to the answer to the next question, but um, what I wanted to ask you is, is having such a diverse background in business and building and scaling no matter what you do, which is just, but like, uh, that is a huge testament to, is that the right word, to your character and your innate ability that you have developed over time. And so I fully believe that we get to learn from those that are further along in their journey. And you are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to these topics. So whether some, I know people, women that are generally with me, we have everything, every uh, range from just starting businesses to, you know, six and seven figures. So I realize the answer might vary depending on what stage they're in. But my question, the point that I'm trying to articulate is, if there was one major thing that keeps women kind of in a holding pattern that keeps them from kind of breaking through their current state of normal or yeah, I'll say normal. What do you think that is? I love this question. And you know what? We alluded to the answer earlier. It's their thoughts. Yeah. Right. and, 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 And more particularly, it's never mastering how to manage your mind. Amen. And I just learned this in the past two years. But what does that mean? I used to think it was woo-woo. What do you mean manage my mind? I'm smart. Right. What do you, mean, you know, but really just briefly, it's it's learning how to direct your thoughts to those that not only serve you, but serve your clients. Yes. I'm just taping, uh, typing notes into my, I thought I had my pen by my side, but I don't. So I'm, I'm typing notes into my computer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because... And, and you know what's funny about that? Like managing your thoughts, it's it's when a negative thought comes up, that you know how to handle it. Because right. as a man thinketh, so is he. This is biblical. This is not woo-woo yeah. stuff. Proverbs and we're commanded to hold every thought captive as yeah. unto Christ. So when a thought comes in, we've got to do something with that. Not just out of hand, accept it. We need to evaluate it. Amen. And would you agree that that's part of the value in coaching, whether in any mm-hmm. aspect of life, is that we, I and I I'm at a loss of who originally started this quote at the moment, but I can circle back and put it in the comments, but it's something to the effect of we question our beliefs, except for the beliefs that we truly believe to be true. So we don't want, we don't question that the sky is blue because we're convinced that it's true. So when we are convinced that something is true, we don't even know to look for it. Mm-hmm. So the step before taking thoughts captive, would you agree is like, that's the value of coaching is being able to identify the blind spots and realizing what isn't serving you. Absolutely. It's awareness, right? It's like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, we have, I don't even know how many tens of thousands of thoughts in our head every day. And our brain, if I can talk about that for a second, our brain doesn't serve us. Right. And as a straight A student here that always valued smarts, the older I get, the less I value, you know, degrees from who knows where, especially as a Christian, because whatever. But but right. your brain serves up thoughts that all too often don't serve us. Like the brain wants to conserve energy and it hates change. And so right. every time our entrepreneurial sisters out there yeah. want to stretch themselves and try something new, the yeah. thought comes up, you're not ready. 
That's not a good idea. Right. Or how about this? When you're trying something new, maybe, and you're like, I'm going to stretch myself and, and really be more vulnerable in my emails so yeah. that I can really show them myself or on social, then all of a sudden your brain will say, you're, you're not being authentic. Who are you trying to fool? And then all right. those other things come up. So we really have to, and I have, and we talked about it briefly before we came live, I've developed what I call the faith-fueled thought model, where you take those thoughts and you do something with them. And I'm happy to go into more detail about that. Ladies, I'm telling you, if you, you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever you want to share on it. We're Okay. Okay. I told you before, my goal is to share your gifts and talents with the women that are meant to hear this. So let's go. Okay. So ladies, you kind of, I can give... Um, Rebecca, a link to a podcast that talks more specifically about this, but just high brow, high level. Here's what I want you to understand. There are certain thoughts that come in that is absolutely a lie of the enemy. For example, do you ever have the thought I'm overwhelmed? Right. For any Christian woman, that is a lie. Right. So you're like, wait a minute, but no, I, I feel overwhelmed. Okay. But the feeling comes from the thought and the thought is, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. But that's not true because God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. And we are made in his image. Right. So when we say we're overwhelmed, we just have to decide that we're not. And that may feel weird. The first time I heard, I thought that was weird too. But it's the thoughts and the decisions or the meanings that you attach to them, which is what you said. Right. right? So yeah. whenever I have, whenever my clients, I tell them, look, if, if, if you have the thought, I'm overwhelmed or I don't know. Right. Or I'm not enough. You know, it's a lie. Yeah. You know, it's a lie because God promised many, many beautiful promises in Christ. Yeah. They're all yes. One of which is that where you're called, God says, I will equip you. Not I might. If you do what X, Y, or Z, he will equip you. So you just got to trust that and say, okay, God, I don't really know exactly what I'm doing, but, but then you pull with what you do know. Well, here's what I do know. Right. Here's what I do know. Uh, oh, I don't know what to do on my email sequence. I wish I could download a, a, a whatever. Right. No, don't do that. Put your brain to work. This is your number one business asset, ladies, right here right. between your ears. And yeah. so you put pen to paper. Wow. Okay. What do I want to accomplish? Oh, let's talk about that for a second. I'm going to yes. switch gears. Strategy. Yes. Okay. Too often women, they overestimate the power of a tactic like posting on social and they grossly underestimate the strategy behind the tactic. Right. So the strategy to me is the why, what, and the how. Got so it. very briefly, the why is, okay, here it is. The tactic posting on social ladies, should you even be doing it in the first place? The why is, does this make sense for me and my brand? And right. depending on who your best client is, Maybe you don't have to worry about TikTok. I can't believe women that yeah. are that are so getting crazy. I've got to get on TikTok and I got to dance my way. No, you don't unless you want to. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense for your brain. Yeah. So that's the why. If you get past the why, then next is what? Okay, I know this is in brand. Now, what's the purpose? What's the goal of this? If I'm posting on social, what's my goal? Am I trying to right. get engagement? Am I trying to add new followers? Like, what is it? Too often we're just doing and we don't think that's a problem. Yes. yes. So that's the why, the what, and now the how. Okay, great. Now I know why I'm, I know that I should be doing it. The why is answered. I know what the goal is. That's the what, but now the how, how can I best leverage this tactic? How yes. can I best 
do this posting on social media thing to yeah. achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to circle back because I think that, again, I see this in the, in the health space and I know you see it in the business space. And that is that women want the answers and they want to know what the right thing is to do, of course. And so they pick pieces of this person's strategy. That person looks like they're doing really well and that's what they're doing. So maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And the same thing happens, you know, in, in health, um, I'll, I'll consistently move over the correlation because I know my audience is both, but um, is like you, same thing as like, I'm going to try this diet because it worked for somebody else. So I'm going to try that diet. But when that's the value of aligning with someone that you, um, I was going to say this, the standard know, like, and trust, but it's, it's true mm -hmm. so that you're able to learn how to apply it for you and your needs and your goals, your lifestyle specifically, because otherwise I imagine J Judy, that that's part of what you get. I know that that's part of what you get to do in coaching, because I imagine that like just throwing up all these different strategies randomly also causes women to feel like, like that's part of that adds to that defeatist thought. Well, mm -hmm. I, this isn't working for me. I'm not good enough. And reality yeah. is like, you just haven't figured out what works yet because you're trying everybody else's solution instead of right. And, and they're not even allowing themselves to be used in that tactic. Like they're so right. busy copying and pasting what other people are doing and maybe even grabbing their language, the language of these gurus. Right. Right. So none of them is coming through. And so, you know, what was this, what was this title? By fully embracing who you are in Christ, our identity is in him. And we yes. have that unique thumbprint. Yeah. And yet, and yet yes. we have so much untapped potential. Yes. We have the spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Yeah. And we're worried about five likes instead of 50. Who cares? Right. It's only <laughs> the one. Yeah. It's the one. It's the when you're able to embrace your uniqueness and you're truly aligned with that, then you're showing up as your authentic self and you are connecting with the one person at a time that you are meant to connect with. That's now, right. of course. You are also that example of that you get to scale that and there's ways to do that. But the focus, what I hear you saying is the focus is that like being so true to yourself is part of the process. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. And you know what? That sounds so simplistic that it's easy for women to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me the strategy. But I, I, I spend more time with my one-on-one -on -one clients and my high-level mastermind clients on mindset and yeah. this whole managing your mind than anything else than yeah. anything else. And so let me, let me say this, a couple of things on that point. You talked about being comprehensive. Too many women, like you said, they're, they're, they're trying to put a, a six multi-six or even seven figure business together by piecemeal. So they right. never take the 30,000 foot view. I do this because it's a great vision when it's fun to do, yes. but, but you're doing all these little things. Yeah. You got to pull up. You yeah. got to do that $30,000 comprehensive look and say, how do all these pieces fit together? Do I have a strategy? Right. Too often there isn't. And one other right. thing you said about they're looking for the right thing, right? I'm looking right. for that one right diet or that one right strategy or right. the right way to do my offer. Oh, I, I haven't found that right offer yet. Hold on right. a second. You are making your offers right when you know your ideal clients so well, you know what they need. 
Yeah. When you are so great at what you do. And so the container, whatever that looks like, a course, a group coaching, a mastermind, a one-on-one or who the heck knows right. what, you put it together in a way that you know will get the quickest and best results for your clients. So right. stop looking outside of you again for anything. Right. The answer's not there. The right everything is right there between you and the Lord. Like that, right. that is that is like an exclamation point. So then let me ask you this, Judy, because I can totally hear the minds of our women drawing. If that is true, what's the what is the value of investing in coaching? I know the uh, answer, but I think it's good that we say that. Yes. Okay. Investing in coaching. Ladies, I, I've invested multi hundreds of thousands and, and don't think I had it when I did it. Because right. I, I love that episode too. I've already shared that like so many times. <laughs> Sorry. It's so sweet. So yeah, I think it was episode 267 of my podcast, but it's about this scary thing I did, a $75,000 coaching investment, right? And by the way, a lot of what she does, a lot, some of it worked, but a lot of it wasn't for me. And so, but here's what you get from a coach. I did, you know what, even though I didn't get what I thought I would, I absolutely feel good about my investment. Right. And here's why. Because I decided when I went in that it's my responsibility to get what I came for. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so she was all about one marketing method. You've got to do the LinkedIn and you've got to do it my way. Um, no, I don't like that. That That's not in alignment with my brand. Right. But that's why for me, I'm a different kind of coach because I don't say you've got to do Facebook ads. You've got to do right. LinkedIn. You've got to do any one. What I say is talk to me. What's right. about? What do you do? What are you right. good at? What are you, where are your clients hang out? And then we devise the marketing strategy that makes sense for you. Right. But, and that's what I'm saying. You don't have to dance on TikTok right. if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. Because it's the same thing. Like if, if the process, it, it's a scene, there's so many correlations, but if the process, like there are many, many different ways to get it done. But if mm -hmm. that way of getting it done doesn't align for you, you're not going to sustain it. And therefore your results are going to be inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And yep. to kind of articulate what I hear you saying is that the value of coaching is to have that because what you're doing in that coaching relationship is you're an advocate for who they already are. You're not trying to turn them into somebody they're not. And you're helping them get that high level view and pull out of them the best way to get there. Because yeah, coaching always, and I know you've, we've, because we've both invested very heavily in coaching in ourselves over the years. And that's the thing you're always investing in yourself, not the coach. You are investing in yourself. And I love, I also heard you say that you choose what you're going to get out of it. You choose to get the results. You choose to, and taking that ownership and that responsibility produces the results. And the coach is a, is a good coach is going to be able to, like you said, you come alongside and you're this advocate to ask the questions that are going to identify, because this is part of what we were talking about too, going back to like being aware of the thoughts that aren't serving you. You have to have that component. You get to mm -hmm. have that component. You get to have that advocate that's going to pull that out because it truly is you and I both have learned like one of the critical factors in truly going, being able to scale, right? What is that saying? If you want to go slow, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. Like you oh. just <laughs> coaching collapses time. One of my uh, business coaches and I, he's just it, it, for my brick and mortar. And he's just phenomenal. He talks about like you, accelerated learning. 
you get to pull from being in community with the right people, right? right. By investing in yourself. Yes, exactly. And and I love the word advocate, especially because as a lawyer, I'm your advocate, right? And so right. as your coach, I'm your advocate because I'm looking at things that you don't even see. When we are too deep in our own stuff, yeah. like we're too in the weeds. And right. so I can, if, if I talk to a woman for about 15, 20 minutes, I already have, I, I, I know I can see the holes. Right. And, and that's, that's the benefit of the coach that's already been there. And especially, you know, the strategic thinker, that's what I value. That's what I teach my clients right. how to think like a CEO. And so right. I help them and I don't see, here's another huge thing. Okay. Now I'm going to get on my soapbox. A yes, coach, totally. a coach, I believe should not be necessarily like, here it is, go do it. You know, it's got to be, I want to empower you right. with skills. I yes. don't just want to give you little PDFs of stuff to do. I want to empower you with skills, decision-making, right. strategic right. thinking. Oh, here's an opportunity. Should I do that or should I not? Or should I pursue that? Or And, right. and again, saying, slow down and right. think. Because my three steps of joyful scaling, I'll, I'll just briefly talk about them. The first is the jump start. Yes. And it sounds like we're going to jump fast, but we slow down. Because that's when we get strategy. We're getting your branding strategy in place. A lot of times women don't really have a brand. So that's 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 number one. Because right. the brand is going to inform the next strategy, which is marketing. Yeah. And then the next is sales. Which to me, marketing is sales, is value, is service. It's all really one and the same. Yeah. Uh, but but the jumpstart, getting the strategy in place. And that, that's the J of the joy full scaling. Okay. Then the O, the second step is optimize. Now that you have the strategies... Now we're going to optimize everything you're doing in the way of team, in the way of systems and processes, and in the way of automation. Don't be scared about all that. That's good yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, and then the why, the joy, J-O-Y, the why is yield, not just dollars and cents in the way of revenue and profit, but yeah. also client experience, client results, um, referral programs, you know, what all these different aspects play into a sustainable profitable, joy-filled business to run. So yeah. it's jumpstart, optimize, yield. And that's the system that I use for all my clients. I love it. And that was one of the questions that we had talked about discussing. So it was like actively scaling with the top two to three. And that's perfect. So what I hear you saying is the jumpstart. And a lot of women, I just want to kind of um, clarify that because I know when I was starting out, I didn't understand what brand meant. And so we probably don't have time to go into it today, but especially if it doesn't sound like it's significant, even more reason to jump in and get from judyweber.co, start with the free download. Yes. Um, can, and, I, can I just say one quick thing on that? Yeah. Too many times, too many times, you, you can tell I get hot because I move around. <laughs> too, many, too many times the gurus are telling you to worry about your fonts and your colors and yeah. and my my very expensive coach said judy you've got the wrong colors i says what she goes oh well you know this is a power color and and you're a power player i'm like no i don't like orange or whatever it was right 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 so brand goes back to what i said the basis is anyway what we've been talking about it's you right it is you so what resonates with you like right. I, I can't have like a funny um flirty not flirty i, I can't have a comical Font right. through, but right. other than crazy loopy fonts, I have the world open to me because yeah. ladies, the brand is about when someone sees you show up, 
right. what feeling do they get? What yeah. is the look and feel of you when you show up here? Like, like me and Rebecca, you yeah. have a look and feel of us right now. This yeah. is the brand it has nothing right. to do with whether my colors are pink or orange. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. And I think that there was something you said that I was going to mention about the branding. Oh, I was just going to say like, it, I love your brand and I love your look. I, I get to work on mine. Mine's not as consistent yet, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but like, I <laughs> love progress. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always a work in progress, but it's all good. Um, but I love because it, it does. It, and what just to kind of round it up and what I hear you saying is that it is a reflection of who you are. Yes. And therefore, you are likely to not likely you are. It's it is promised that you are then attracting the women that you are meant to work with, because we're not, we're not mother Teresa had haters. Uh, like everybody has critics. Right. And we're not only that, it's not even about the haters and the critics. It's just about who we are able to be our best selves when we're aligned with the people that are on purpose or that are meant for our specific mission and our specific way of being and doing right. Because that creates mm -hmm. energy for, it is a relationship. We mm -hmm. get to choose who we take in just as much as, women get to choose whether or not we work. Like I'm, I'm a truth teller. I'm, I always, I say it through a, I always say, I say it through a lens of kindness and love, yeah. but if like that doesn't jive for everybody and that's okay. I, I get to not, I get to be okay with not trying to be everybody's solution as mm -hmm. do you and every woman watching this. Right. And, and if you were, you wouldn't be as successful. And here's right. another aspect of brand that people don't think about. I don't know where they really put it, in there in the little slot or category right. but your ideal client your best client is a part of your brand because that's right. where everything begins and so so many women are like but i want to help everybody wait a minute as a lawyer see i'm used to asking questions well there are two different questions right. do i want to work with everybody sure do i want to help everybody absolutely can i sure but how is your marketing going to be when you're talking to 20 somethings over here and then over here, you're talking to the women in corporate in their forties and fifties, like, like right. they're going to be like, who is this person and who does she really work with? And would she even know yeah. who I am? So that's so important. It's just, that's the important part of brand, not the fonts and colors. Yeah. And the, the thing that comes to mind is confusion. Like we want the, but again, this is not my area, but what I hear you saying is that we want, um, the we want the women that are meant to work with us to to engage with not just see a picture on facebook that that's part of it let's get real it, it like our branding on facebook our cover photos all of, that's part of it but when they can they want us we we want them to come with clarity of who we are and yeah. what we are offering because mm -hmm. people do not invest in products people do not invest in programs or courses when it comes to coaching, they're investing in the coach. Right. And so they want to, and, and the belief that that specific coach is going to get them to the result that they're coming to them for. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Um, and so, so far we've talked about, um, just to kind of summarize so we can kind of bring this home for everybody. You and I could talk about talk all day <laughs> and maybe we'll do a part two or part three. But, um, <laughs> The, we talked about one of the, the, the most critical in helping women um, if they feel like they're kind of in a holding pattern and they're wanting to go from six figures to seven figures, or maybe they're like 
I'm wondering if I'm still meant to be in this. And they're trying to go from ground zero to, you know, a five figure month, right? Um, or a five figure to six month figure month. And we talked about like the truly the number one factor. And mm -hmm. Judy and I have been examples of this is being aware of your thoughts on my notes, um, which is it really all comes down to being able to manage your mind, which means right. first aware, uh, aware, awareness and then taking them captive. And that's where you take specifically your clients through your faith fueled dot model. So, because it's great to say, yeah, these are the steps. It's totally different to be able to actually put it into application. Yeah. Uh, if I can interrupt and say just one thing, yeah. the thought, the thoughts come from our beliefs, right? Yes. yes. And so at the foundation of our belief is faith in Christ. Right. And so, I think that it's so easy to say, I love Jesus. He saved my life forever. But yet, why do we doubt him in the little things? So I just want to just, just for a moment, say this. Everything in your business comes down to your belief. Yeah. I remember when $10,000 months seemed impossible. Right. And then I got to the point where that was easy. And then it was 25,000 and then 50 and then a hundred. And, and then you're like, wait a minute, this is like a million bucks. That's not hard. And right. I don't say that out of a place of arrogance, but what I say yeah. is you have to believe before you get there. But by the right. way, ladies, isn't that faith? Yeah. If we feel called to that and maybe you're not called to do a million dollar business, that's great. I mean, God's going to tell you what yeah. the vision is. Like it could yeah. be a part-time thing. And so $20,000 a year could be great, but I'm telling you this, we as followers of Christ, we need to believe before we see. We can't believe that we're the real deal when we finally start having clients coming in because the right. clients won't, they're going to pick up our unbelief. That's what? why your sales conversations aren't going well. Right. So real quick, just one more thing. Yes. We can't think or act in the natural. We are yes. called to think and act and really be in the supernatural. Yes. So that means that we are, to me, it's not becoming, I don't want to become whatever. I already am everything I need to be. It's True. just that the crap of life, the trauma, the drama, the fears, yes. the doubts, and the insecurities that we've wrapped ourselves in over the years. And yes. believe me, I'm the first husband beat me. So believe me, I've been there. I've been in lots of places, but in Christ, when we fully embrace who we are in him, we say goodbye to that because we yes. surrender it all to Christ and we yes. step into yes. who we are. Yes. And I'll, I'll just add to that too, the understanding that it's not something that happens overnight. And oh, you yeah. have framework for the business aspect. I have framework for um, health and wellness, right? That allows us to give you a roadmap that is going to simplify it. Hmm. And even still, we get to practice it over time because, and I'll just, I'll, and we go on forever, but I do want to point this out. It's like, no matter how successful you are, just like your story when you invested in that that next level, what seemed, what felt like impacted your nervous system at the time. Because whenever, again, when we're doing something new and different, you and I totally track on that same thought process too. Our our, our yeah. physical body, our nervous system goes, hold on, that's too scary. <laughs> and it makes us doubt and feel sick and, and all those things. And my point is, is that so there's going to be a next level iteration, right? It's, it's the, we get to identify the framework that we've built and then we get to practice that framework over and over and over again, right? To yeah. make sure that we're, we're fully owning it. Um, I mean, sometimes God, you know, will, will create instantaneous like changes, but there's often more often than not, 
um, there, it, it is a, it's a process that we get yeah. to work through. Yep. Yeah. We've got lessons to learn and that takes time. Yeah. Someone else reminded me the other day that we're, we're, we're sanctified when we're saved and then we work out our sanctification. And it's mm. kind of the same principle for, for what we're talking about today. We get to, we know it and then we get to practice it and put it into it and then it becomes our reality. But yes, the importance of belief and conviction has been incredibly powerful shift um, that allows you to uh, to to get to whatever that next level was. I was distracted for a second about the thought of, um, and I can't remember who originally said this, but you will never outperform your belief in what is possible for you. It yeah. won't happen. That, isn't that powerful? But see, but isn't that beautiful when you understand yeah. that it's you standing in the way of you? Yes. I was listening to a sermon by Tony Evans just earlier this week, and I posted it on my personal Facebook page. Yeah. And it was something about don't be the stumbling block to yeah. what God wants for you. He's waiting for you to step out in faith and saying, okay, God, I don't know, but you've called me to this. So I'm going to do yeah. this crazy thing. And once he sees you faithful in that, he's going to continue to bless you. And you've got to take that first step of yeah. scary stuff. Right. And exactly. sometimes it's investing in a coach and sometimes it's um, deciding you know, going to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or go live. Yeah. Break it down to the simple things. One hundred percent. And I love Tony Evans, Priscilla Schreier. Yeah. Um, I love her terminology because it's so important to understand if I were the enemy. Right. And start applying that to all the things that are trying to come against you and recognize that if I were the enemy, I would. Right. When it mm. comes to business, I would tell you that it's not possible for you. I would tell you there's something special about Judy and Rebecca that you don't have. I would tell you that, you know, all these things to try and keep you playing small because his mission, he knows what's on the other side of your unbelief. And his mission is to try and keep you from breaking through. So we get to just continually be in the work. It's been such an amazing conversation with you, Judy. We're at about 40 minutes and I just want to respect your time. What have we, I, I'm looking at my notes. I think that we covered most of what we talked about. Is there any um, closing thoughts for you? Um, well, the one thing we didn't talk about is, um, which maybe we don't have time for, the whole hubby needs to get in on the conversation when we invest. So maybe we, do you want to jump into that real quick? Yes, I think it's well worth an extra 10 minutes. Okay. I'm good okay. on timing. Yes, I'm good. All right, so let's see. Um. That kind of makes me crazy. Well, let's when, preface it. So what are we okay, talking so, about again? So, so, so uh, the feeling of the, the you're, you're, you want to invest in someone. Yes. You and, and coach or in a copywriter or whatever, or a health coach, right? And you really want to do it because you have been studying the market. You have you're not quick to make a decision but now you're excited to potentially work with this person and you're on the call and it's like look anytime i made an investment here's how i feel i'm so excited and i'm scared to death this yeah. is gonna be great oh, i don't know i mean this is the reality right so when you're on that place it's so easy to say and get out of that hard conversation by saying i've got to talk to my husband and you really feel good about it well i'm a good christian woman because I, you know, I'm spending lots of money and my husband should have a thing in it. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is that just an excuse? Yeah. Because as a CEO, if your husband's not in the business, wait, I think you're the CEO. So I mean, no disrespect to the men out there. Right. But should it be their decision? 
when right. you're gonna they're gonna say i don't know who this person is you want to invest because they haven't studied the market like you did right, right? and let's be real i don't know about y'all but my husband doesn't have an entrepreneurial bone in his body god bless right. him and right. so if uh, I didn't even ask him about the 75,000 because I knew his answer would be, what are you high on drugs? What? Yeah. Are you okay? Do you have something right. crazy? But it's, it's like, look, you got to trust yourself. Meaning yes. what is God telling you? Right. Because if you have studied the market and you have been excited to work with Rebecca, for example, and it's like, Oh, but, but uh, wait a minute get out of the entrepreneurial thing. Okay. Cause that wouldn't apply here, but, but this is your life. Right. If you really feel called that Rebecca and you've been following her and you feel good about her, why in the world would you need your husband's okay? He doesn't know anything about what you know. So then you have to explain it to him. But so here's what I say. What is the husband's role under God? He's to protect. Yeah. So that's right. a good thing. He's being protective. Honey, are you sure? Right. But right. if you have gone to God and you're sure Yes. As much as you can be, which probably I think is 70, 30. You're never hundred percent sure. Am I right, yes. Rebecca? Right. Well, I, I do think that a lot of times women can have that feeling of, but let me, I'll circle back, finish your thought. Cause yeah. I, so, so my thing is like, if you've done your due diligence and you've gone to God and, and you've heard from him, but then you want to say, Oh, I'm not sure if I did. So that makes you feel like you're like 80, 20, 70, 30, whatever the number is. And then you're like looking to your hubby for approval. I'm telling you that, you know, he should support you, in my opinion, right. unless there's like major red flags, if you, unless you didn't do your due diligence, but to right. say, honey, what do you think? Like, is he even capable? Does he have the capacity exactly. to evaluate right. what you want to do? Yeah. And so we originally talked about that a couple of months back. And so I really kind of thought about why does that come up? And really like from both perspectives, not just from fitness, but in, I know a lot of women um, as entrepreneurs, so let's take it back to entrepreneur for a second, because I know a lot of women, um, are, are the entrepreneurial person and their husband isn't. And yet they're asking for like the go ahead or permission or approval. And I think that they're misguided in thinking that that is biblical because when God has given you reign and dominion over your business, those decisions related to your business are in its own container. Mm. And so for me, it, it's honestly hard. I have just always, not always, I guess, but well, yeah, I, I, I have, I think always felt like that, like that it's a business. And I think that's where some women honestly struggle is not understanding their authority over their business. They are the so CEO. Good. They yeah, need yeah. to have that courage to make the executive decisions in alignment with God, do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. But, and I talk about this in terms of being in the arena too, you know, Theodore Roosevelt's quote about being in the arena and that, that everybody else is in the peanut gallery, right? And I don't mean mm -hmm. peanut gallery in a negative way. Bear with me as I'm trying to get through this analogy sure, quickly. Sure. The point is though, that when people are battling in the arena, they have the advantage point, they have the risk factor because they're willing to take the risk. They're in the arena. They're in the same kind of battle. They're in an entrepreneurial space, but trying to make an entrepreneurial decision where it's our vision, it's our calling. We're the ones that have clarity, certainty, and direction. God can use others to support and to help believe in us, but no one else has the direct voice of God on that specific topic. Mm -hmm. And also entrepreneurial minds are wired 
so differently, I have learned over the years. That most <laughs> yes. It's not good, it's not bad, it's not better. Everyone plays a role. Everyone plays a role. For those of us that are called to be in an entrepreneurial space, we should not expect, and we are doing ourselves a disservice to get opinions on big decisions from people that are not also entrepreneurs. Right, because they have no basis. Like they wouldn't even know. They have so no spending money is, is just throwing it down the toilet because they don't understand. So to me, if it's, if it's about an initial capital investment, and you're yeah. using family money, then of course, then hopefully the hubby is also going to get your approval when he right. wants to do right. something, yeah. right? Yeah. But ladies, yeah. If you, you should all be LLCs or companies, like don't be just a sole proprietor and that requires right. a separate bank account yeah. for the business. And yeah. in that way, again, like why, why? Right. And it's only totally because we don't have faith in ourselves. So again, it goes back yeah. to faith and yeah. belief and identity. Are you yeah. in this? Are you committed to the business or are you just playing? Right. 100%. And when, so then also going back to the decision, when it does come to health and well-being, there's so much on that. And so I won't go into it because, you know, part of the, if I were the enemy, I would convince you self-care is selfish. I would convince you that you should be able to do it on your own. I'd convince you that if you just try one more oh. thing, right? There's all of that. And also for the women that do feel like, because I do hear, which like, it, it truly just breaks my heart when they don't have the support of their husband. However, what I find is that it's really actually, they're perceiving they don't have the support of their husband. In reality, what I'm recognizing is that they've not had the real vulnerable conversation with their husband to explain how much it is impacting their daily life. Because you married your husband for a reason. I'm going to assume for the most part, both of us have some situations where they weren't ideal people, but good Christian men, I will say, want, they are designed to protect you. <laughs> that is part of their role. Yeah. So if they understand how you're truly feeling about your health, about your physical well being, if they understand how much it is impacting your day to day experience, if they understand how much it is impacting your joy, how much it's impacting your business because women that don't feel comfortable in their body, they're not like you got even more in you. I work with plenty of super successful women and yet we get your health dialed in and everything else elevates. Mm -hmm. And so if the husband really understood the depth in which it was holding you back and or making you feel and even how it's impacting the intimacy in your relationship with him, then they would be moving mountains to figure it out if they needed to. And a lot of times, it, so anyway, that's my soapbox. <laughs> no, I agree. A thousand, yes, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, you would support them, assume they're going to support you yeah. and be firm in your decision-making. Yeah. And that is a skill set, but it comes down to your faith and your belief. So I, if they got nothing else out of the episode, believe, believe, because yeah. We have the real thing to believe in, the Lord Jesus yes. Christ and his calling on our lives. And one more thing, Judy, and help me kind of roll this home, but I think it's so important to kind of put this in here is the, the understanding that like we had alluded to in the beginning and you and I are on the same page about is that our minds is just are designed to protect us, designed to keep us safe, designed to conserve energy. So when we are making decisions, we need to learn how to recognize emotion and remove it. And the reason I say that is because yes, we can be heart led, but we need to be spirit led above all else because our mind, the same thing God designed to save us to identify there's a lion over there. So you should probably run. 
can also be used against us because if you have, you know, uh, I, I have to go back to health for this analogy, but if you have years of the same patterns, decades of the same patterns, as uncomfortable as you are, that's what you've known. So mm -hmm. you're like you were saying in the beginning, but I think it's important because as we're talking about belief, women need to know their physical bot, their physical brain is going to try and remind them of the patterns that are similar. And it's going to try and look for evidence to tell you, no, don't take that step because over here is safer, right? Even though this is for your highest good, this feels safer to your brain. And therefore it's going to try and pull you back. It's going to try and make you think about all those things. It's going to come up all these reasons why you shouldn't make that business investment, why you shouldn't do that. So when you know that it's actually, I talked about this yesterday in my group about um, started a started a mini series on knowing your enemy. Like you have to know that there is a resistance that is coming against you in any decision you are trying to make that is yes. going to progress you further, for, for, further, that is going to align with your next level of highest good. So being aware of it helps you going back to identifying the thoughts, right? It helps. It's not just your thoughts. It's there's a real enemy, enemy and your physical brain. So to be able to like consistently make big moves that drive you forward, like that's huge. And that is what it's all about in being able to scale a business, get healthy, be everything that God calls us to be. If I'm there, where you want to be. If you look at God's word and you're like, why am I not experiencing that in life, in my relationships, in my daily experience? What is in the way? Where is the gap? And solve for the gap. Yes. Do you know, ladies, I'll end on this. The definition of an entrepreneur is a person who takes regular risks. Now, they should be calculated risks, but just starting a business. Imagine, ladies, you're starting something from nothing. It didn't even exist. And yeah. now all of a sudden you're bringing it to be. You're creating this because God's anointed you. But but risk is just part of the everyday. And that's yeah. what's the exciting part. Yes. You learn to love it. <laughs> Because you, as you, as you, as you build that muscle, you realize like, oh yeah, I did that. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. It becomes fun because the more you do it, the, the more confident you get in your decision-making yeah. and then you take bigger steps and right. show bigger faith and God gives you favor. And it's just, it's a beautiful right. thing. Right. 100%. Thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate this conversation, Judy. Once again, Ladies, whether you were with us live and or um, I promise I'll circle back to the comments. You you guys know me that sometimes I get distracted. So I wanted to say fully, uh, fully present, but I will circle back to the comments and connect with Judy. The best, probably easiest, simplest way for you to do that is to take advantage of the free gift she has for you at this moment. So go grab it before life gets in the way, before you forget all that good stuff or it's no longer available under uh, JudyWeber.com. It's the ultimate scaling guide. So make sure you grab that copy. And then, of course, they can find you. All your social media is Judy Weber, too, from what I've seen, right? It's Judy Weber Co. At Judy Weber Co. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks so Thanks much for the conversation. Love you, sis.